And we're back. You're up. Totes Malotes, dog. Alright, so that was a good episode of Crafty Radio, I'd say. I think we're going to drink the rest of this Bourbon County. I don't think that's going to survive the night. Yeah, why not? He's looking at his watch <laughs> like he's going to say no to drinking the rest of the Bourbon County. I'm like, I'm not going to make you drink the coffee version, but the straight-up version? Um, let's see. So, there's some interesting stories. Oh, there was a... So, apparently, there's a there's another uh, Doomsday Prophecy for September 23rd. I was watching a video about that. There was something... What did I see? I saw something... Oh, hold on. So, I came across something that was a Doomsday thing. Yeah. Like, world setting. I don't... I mean, I'm trying to remember what context I saw it in. But it was ridiculous. I, I was about to send it to you, and I must have got sidetracked. Um, I, I saw this thing with this low-rent Glenn Beck doing this... I have this video if you want to go through it, because it's kind of funny. Okay. But it's too, it's long, but I mean... It's can, funny, because we, we can tear it apart. We can MSK... So, Please. here. Uh, let's see. It should be in my history. Would you like some mac and cheese? Just press this button. <laughs> Actually, the re- so we're talking about these Amazon Over Dash buttons. There's when something happening. We'll be celebrating the oh, sixth. It looks like science. Like so many say. No. Alright, let's just start from the beginning. It looks like science. And many people are saying this is the end of days. This is the, the, the end. <laughs> this is the time when the rapture will take place in this time of... J- Alright, so we got this dude in front of a giant whiteboard. He's got a, a white shirt, a tie, and nice high and tight. You know, pretty yeah. much what you'd expect from a preacher. A, a, a non-fitted white shirt, and mm-hmm. clearly you can see that. Nor is it laundered or... Uh, um, and, and long short sleeves. Look at this. It goes down to his elbow. Yeah, but it hasn't been ironed or anything. Uh, so he just sort of picked it up from Walmart, threw it on, <laughs> and put it got in front of a big whiteboard. It's a nice big whiteboard. At the top it says September 23rd, 2015. He has a menorah. Is that a menorah or is that just candelabra? It's just a candelabra. Cause Not, really it's missing of... two more yes. arms, right? Right. Do you so, think... What was he trying to draw? He gets to that. And he oh. calls it just a candle holder. <laughs> so, I don't know. Alright. So we got a timeline. We got a, a, a big arch... With and then it goes to a cross, and then we got another big arch. Yeah, so imagine two hills with a cross in the middle, and at the uh, end of the second hill, there's on, the rapture. On, yeah, and then there's an arrow going up at the rapture. Then so it's like it's all based like a timeline. So there's a hill, there's a cross, there's another hill, and then an arrow going up, and then a more timeline and an arrow going down. Do you know this is 46 minutes? Yes, I know. I only got through about like 15 or so. But it's it's funny because when he gets when he does his like pseudo Glenn Beck stuff, he starts like he's, he he starts uh, you'll have to see it, but all right. Yeah. So, do we need a signal for the pause like so no. I don't think so. There's trouble. Will happen. We don't really care. Is that going to happen? Right over. I honestly don't know, but I thought it would be good to just look at what they're saying. So what kind of accent is that? Is it Mississippi? I have no idea. Arkansas? 
Okay. Because it's quite interesting. It very well could be, or maybe the calendar's wrong a year or two, and maybe it's on down the line. <laughs> so it's only, it's only the a end year of, It's in the end of the days, yeah. or, you know, uh, not the end of days. Yeah, it's one of the two. But as a Christian myself, I do believe that Jesus is coming, and something big is coming to this world. Something's going to happen that, ch- that will change everything. I come across people all the time that aren't even Christians, and they say, I just feel it in my being that something big's about to happen, and it's scary, and I don't know what it is. That's a very human thing. That, that, that's called nocturnal emission. Oh, Everyone wants to live at the end of the world. I think it's, uh, it, it's a common thing. People see threats, existential threats all the time. Um, so, yeah, the fact that people are like, man, yeah, it feels like the end of the world, or feels like things are going to shit... Everyone. I mean, there's has felt there, there's since the beginning of time. There's there's different tiers, I'd say, right? There's people who want to live in the end of the world, and then there's people that see or perceive a general trend, and can't imagine how things aren't going to degrade catastrophically. Everybody thinks that the that the stuff that the new generation is is looking at is trash. And the old stuff was better. Well, most people think that. So it it, it it's um there's nothing strange about this at all. Yeah, we only have uh forty five. We're not gonna minutes. go through the whole thing, but sleep was yesterday or the day before there was a, a drop in the Dow Jones. Higher and low I mean a more of a drop than the world's ever seen. Okay, so and, <laughs> Yesterday, yesterday, he posted, I think, in August or something. Um, So there was a drop in the Dow Jones, and they say more of a drop than the world's ever seen. Well, the the Dow's higher than it's ever been, so having more of a drop is kind of just by points or by percentage or a balanced. Oh, he never gets into real specifics. Sure, well, that's kind of his job. Yes. A 1.354 million views, by the way. The Dow Jones ended at 1,000, or no, 15,660. <laughs> it ended at one, th- no, 15,000. and change. Oh, 666. The 666 was in there. And oh change. Oh, my God. The devil and change. Well, the, just the six. Why was the number 666? The last number of the Dow Jones. Well, it wasn't. You said and change. <laughs> but what? Why was that number in there? It could, there had to be a reason. Because you need numbers. Well, that's the reason. But don't, don't tell him. You see, a lot of people are thinking, look, we are in the last days when the Antichrist will come. He's pointing at the section after the rapture uh-huh. and before Armageddon. Right. The right now. So does he feel that we're already in the tribulation? He hasn't no, been saved? No, no, But he just pointed right there on the timeline. I don't think he cares. And God is showing us some things. So is that what, what is happening? Well, let me just run down the list of, of things that I've found as I look through a lot of YouTube videos and things that are happening. Because... <laughs> look at all this debauchery that I found on YouTube. It's the state of the world. That's not what he's talking about. Keep no. let it go. Because there are so many things going on, and that will be going on in September. It's worthy of a little bit of study of looking at these. And you can study. decide for yourself what mm-hmm. you think. Study. It's just study. Think, no, we've it's got 20, period. 30 more years left. Okay. 
Or you might think, yep, this is it. The rapture is coming September 23rd, like so many say. It doesn't hurt to look at what people are saying, and let's make up our own mind. Let's decide for ourselves. All right. It's like, Ed, so yes, are, let's make up for our mind, decide for ourselves. So the rapture happens on the 70th anniversary of Israel. Israel. Well, it does. He'll... Right here, it says yeah, 2015, 7th yeah. anniversary. But keep in mind, that's a timeline, so it's really close. It doesn't necessarily mean exact. Oh, okay. Not exact? You yeah. mean the thing that he has on the whiteboard's not going to be exact? That's my guess. Are, are you serious? Like, really? Like, I know it'll blow your mind. <laughs> Talking about this September 2015, and many say, well, I can feel something big is going to take place. What's going to be happening? Well, I've gone on the internet and got a, just a long list of some things. <laughs> I've gone on the internet and downloaded a lot of porn, and I'm going to bust a nut all over September 23rd, he is, 2015. He is a place in September, and I'm just going to go down the list. because some things. Jared's going to be found out. <laughs> some things are things that happen all the time, but it's interesting these things just so happen to correspond with certain dates. For example, September 23rd is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. What are the odds that it would fall this year on that date? Every year it falls on, <laughs> it a, falls on a date every year. <laughs> that happened to be the 23rd. September what are the odds? And I'm going down my list here. There's supposed to be a partial solar eclipse. Now people say, well, that's no big deal. That happens all the time. Really? Okay. September 14th, there will be the sounding of the shofar in Israel. And in September Right, because uh, Rosh Hashanah. The 14th, when they blow that trumpet, the Jews say that, that they a trumpet, will be celebrating it's a ram's horn. the 6,000th year from the time of Adam. No, they're not. I found that on the internet. The Jews will be sounding a trumpet, <laughs> and they're saying it is 6,000 But Greg, there's a lot of zeros in that number. It's the year, it's the Jewish year 57-something. Uh, there's I, a lot of zeros in that number. <laughs> there must be something behind all those zeros. Zero, six, zero, zero, zero. That's a lot of zeros. Six, did you say? As in six, six, six? Exactly. And those Jews. Get a chance. Go to cloudchurch.org and look up on my website there. Cloudchurch? Uh, look up a, a message. That... Wait, wait, wait. wait what, what? He's, he's getting in on the whole cloud computing thing, too? So? No. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> that I preached not too long ago about the 7,000 years of human history. And how it all lines up, and how interesting. The Jews are now saying, yep, yep, September 14th will be the 6,000th year of history from Adam, from creation. So, I hope he ties in those extra nine days. Well, it, it, it's it's the new year, and then Yom Kippur, it, it, in, in Jewish tradition, Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. And that's when, at least from what I learned, from what I remember, so... It's you have this um, celebration at the new year, and then uh, Yom Kippur is when this is the way it was taught. I don't know how it's thought of theologically. Actually, this is kind of interesting to get into a sort of side subject. But the way I was taught was that at Yom Kippur, God writes all the names in the Book of Life who are going to live to the next year. And then closes the book on Yom Kippur. So your fate is sealed on Yom Kippur. It's a very sort of fatalistic thing. Okay. Um, I've, I've, never, I've never heard this. That's yeah, no, a... it's, it's, a, it's an interesting kind of evocative 
a picture. Okay. Right. What what I wanted to bring up was there are, and I don't know if I'm if I'm over if I'm over or under thinking it, but the way I see it, there are three sort of religious tendencies that I see in the West, particularly in Christianity, but generally in in Western religion. Uh, one is the, I guess I'd call it the zealots. These are the people who. Uh, listen to everything their pastors say. They go to these big churches. They listen to everything their pastors say. They don't listen to anything else. They are uh, more in it for um, the... It's a major part of life and it's a major part of their community. And it is something that they refuse to listen to um, other things they refuse the cognitive dissonance from other sources so that's their primary source of information there are the spiritualists these are the people who don't necessarily go to church all the time they have but they believe in something they have a interpretation which is sort of the the bible is is kind of vague and um uh and it has you know ideas and it has uh um analogies of it, but it's not mm-hmm. literal. It's not something that you literally take you know, take as gospel. Um, I mean, it's gospel, but it's not gospel, gospel. <laughs> and then there are the academics, and they know that there is actually a very rich tradition and a very rich intellectual history behind this stuff, and they study that very strongly. Uh, and they look at the zealots as almost like um, insane people uh, but they look at the spiritualists like they're sort of missing a, a broader thing this guy is in the zealot factor this guy mm. is either he's a zealot or he's talking to zealots uh, the thing about the zealots is they're um, did you get some of this story? yeah I got some damn it a lot of whack they're easy to they can be because of their tendencies because they 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 go along with the group very easily they can be easy to uh extract money out of it and to string along speaking of extracting money you like how uh, last week tonight had to close the church (laughs) (laughs) well because they weren't getting the money they wanted is that it I mean, they did well, donated I mean, all the money to. Yeah, but I mean, they were getting others. Did you? you said... Oh, I saw. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the first person who thought, you know, let's send him a fifty-pound bag of grass seed. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, but I don't think coming into an envelope is very brilliant. I think that's more, more crass, more crass than funny. They were asking for it. Oh, they're asking for it, but I'm saying that, like you said, sending the fifty pounds of grass seed—that's funny. Sending a jar of your semen—that's not so much funny as it is. It's moderately funny. It's it's dumb funny. Yeah, dumb funny. How about the four foot <laughs> cock? Good funny or dumb funny? That's good funny. <laughs> Strictly for the seed that you desire. I I would. I would display that prominently in my home if I had that, because that's a talking piece. No, I mean, it's good that they donated all the money. I was wondering what the 
Oh, it was, it was in the fine print if you looked at the, oh, was the website. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering, I didn't know what the fine print was, what the, they were going to do. I couldn't imagine HBO was going to take, <laughs> that, take that as an income stream. That didn't no, seem... Yeah. Seem right. Let me let me zoom in. Here. Let me go into to a point where he starts to get into it because the funniest part, of, dude. Sorry, the funniest part of this is when he gets into his when he starts starting believing it. Because is this true? I don't know. It's really funny when he does that. Training. So how interesting. The United Nations want to make Palestine to Abraham end. And if you've never heard of Jade Helm, it's the largest military operation ever in the United States of America. Many of her concerts are nothing more than evil Satanism. It's almost like she's practicing witchcraft on stage. Oh, yeah, because she's relevant today. It's it's perverted. It's disgusting. It's not Christian. And there's... That's just another coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Let's just (laughs) bring it up to a a coincidence that, that she would sing about uh, uh, the desecration of a bride and of fallen angels. Well, September 17th, the Federal Reserve usually uh, uh, meets in, in, in September, and this is when they're expected they meet to meet. every month and a half? Rate hikes on interest rates. And so the Federal Reserve most likely will do rate hikes. They didn't. No, they didn't. Most likely make this happen. Yeah, push it off till next month. Us. Especially people who are in debt who have to pay interest rates, they'll have to pay more. Wrong interest rates, dickface. September 17th is also Constitution Day. Let's all celebrate the Constitution. Constitution Day. How interesting. September 18th is also a day that many Christians have set aside. And they've called it the Days of Awe. And many Christians have said, we want to come together in Sandpoint, Idaho. And we're going to call for a national day of prayer and repentance, September 18th. And I skipped one. September 17th was the deadline for the Iran deal. Obama's <laughs> Iran deal, which he pretty much gives Iran everything. So, to be honest, Craig, I, it's an idiot. Just Yeah. No, I, I can't Correlation find... is not causation type thing. And this yeah. guy is just like looking at the calendar and be like, oh, let's talk about this, this, and this, and this, and this, and Madonna, and blah, blah, blah. If he's not going to come to some absurd... No, he doesn't, does, unfortunately. If he doesn't come to an absurd, cohesive point, then I, I don't know if there's really any more value of continuing. I just wanted to get that point where he starts laughing. I'm like, is this real? I don't know. It's, it's, it's just funny because there's no... I, I do Glenn appreciate how you think he's like... He, he wants to be Glenn Beck. Yeah. But... Uh, it's so bad otherwise that I don't want to waste much more time on it. I, I agree. I'm sorry that I got it. No, I hear you. I hear um, you. It could be good, but he's too bad to be good. Oh, this is this is great. I, I, I have I showed you these presidential announcement videos? No. Okay, so this is Scott Walker's presidential announcement. Short version by Vic Berger. Okay. Scott Walker. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for the next First Lady of the United States, Tonette Walker. That was a real announcer voice, or is this a parody? This is a parody, but they they took real things. Scott and I met at the same karaoke night 23 years ago at Saz's restaurant. We didn't know each other. We didn't talk to each other that night. On his way out, he slipped me a napkin. He wrote, forgive me for being rude, but will you marry me? 
Threats of violence were common, even on our wedding night. Typical Scott. I spent many sleepless nights worrying about my family. Personal attacks could take its toll on any family. And while there have been some tough times, I hope that you will know him as the loving husband, thoughtful father, and the fearless leader that I know and love. It was never easy, but it was worth it. <laughs> Some of this is visual, so... Yeah. It's not worth describing either. Like man hugs and <laughs> neck kisses and... They're just nodding. Going forward, the world must know Americans deserve a president. <laughs> I mean, it's edited. I mean, I don't know if it's going to carry through on the show. Uh, apparently, Lawrence Lessig got his million bucks or whatever. Right, he's going to run for quote unquote run, quote unquote forward, quote unquote president. That's pretty much it, right? I mean, no one's paying him any attention, nor should they. I'd root for him. <laughs> of course you would. Of course I would. Because my sheep. <laughs> Fucking sheep. Oh, well, that's easy. Tucker's Law. If some cunt can fuck something up, that cunt will pick the worst possible time to fucking fuck up because that cunt's a cunt. I've got that embroidered on a tea towel at home. <laughs> Fucking cunt. <laughs> um, I don't know what else you want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> put up the last piece of uh, wood to replace all the rotten fascia on my house today. Before uh, it rained. Yeah, I got sand painted still, but it's it's okay in the rain. I'm not gonna get rained on correctly. But I mean that's been a long project. It's been two months now. But save myself several thousand dollars and hiring a handyman and a house painter and whatnot, so Cool. So I'm excited that I won't have to be up on ladders every free moment that I get fixing the house. Uh Fargo, what's on your mind? Fargo's coming by the new seasons sometime. Good, I good. I don't know when. Wait, is this well, a... So it's, it's becoming new show TV season. Any new TV to look out for, or is it all shit? Have you looked into what's coming out or anything? You're trying to stop the music. No, I was Ooh. trying to to the soundboard. Soundboard's not working. Oh, yeah. You might have to refresh that. I think it was jammed up before I... Uh... My man. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Again, just mix that into the... Oh, I missed. I missed the beat. 
It's another show you should watch, BoJack Horseman. I, I was actually, uh... Is that what we're listening to right here? Okay, let me try the download. The extended version of the theme song, yeah. I'm just gonna drop the levels a little bit so the Rick and Morty soundboard can be come through. Okay, we're just getting goofy. Oh, yeah, so, so any new TV that we should that you've come across that's worthwhile? I mean, things have just picked up, right? They're just starting, and really, they don't start until the end of the month. Uh, okay, so it's almost the end of the month, but you know, they're going to start while we're in Denver. This next week is kind of the, the start of the season. Um, so I don't know anything new, like that I'm desperately am interested in watching. Uh, I hope to find some stuff along mm-hmm. the way. That generally is what happens, right? Like, you know, totally right. met Mr. Robot, and I had no idea that was out there. So, right. um, yeah, who knows what we'll find. You crapped your pants. I mean, it's a mess out there. I got some on my hands, Morty, and then I got it on the Dreaming Scepter, and a piece fell in my mouth. Oh, man, geez, seriously? <laughs> oh, How do you well- like that? That's <laughs> Justin Rowland doing both those voices. I know, I know. I looked that up, right? It's like I can't believe that um I also didn't know that um the mom is uh, from Scrubs, Sarah Scrubs, Chops, yeah. yeah. Sarah from yeah, from Scrubs. It's funny because it was originally going to be Allison Bree. Um okay. and but Rick and Morty got picked up during the fourth season of the community and Sony told Allison Bree she couldn't do it. Uh Bummer. Yeah, I was uh, I was reading up on. I just kind of googled uh, "wubba lubba dub dub," and then there's this Reddit article about the origin of that and how Justin went into the booth and you know that was just one of the ones they were just riffing on and it yeah. came through and whatnot. And uh, yeah, that's when I, I kind of looked into the voice. I'm like, oh, he does Rick and Morty. Okay. Well, you saw the original, yeah, Doc yeah. and Marty. So yeah, we should play Doc and Marty. No, it's, it's playing that. my favorite stuff. Oh, that's okay. why. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from, anyway? It's from um, it's from the show in the loop. Okay. Doc and M H A R T Y eight T I. Yeah. So if you haven't heard Doc and Marty by yet, you should have. Oh man. My kite's in the tree, Doc. I can't. I hate this stupid tree. I'm so sad. Don't be sad, Marty. We'll go back oh, in time. Make sure that your kite doesn't get stuck in the tree. All right, Doc. That sounds great. I'm gonna go get my boots. So positive. So, so this is the origin, sort of, of Rick and Morty, in the sense that. The, the, actually, the story goes a little bit beyond this because before this, there was this thing called House of Cosby's where um, Willen did a show about this guy who cloned Cosby's. And uh, it was really popular and very funny. And then, and in hindsight, it's even more funny. In, in hindsight, it's... <laughs> but it got a cease and desist letter from uh, from Cosby's lawyers. 
And so Roylan was sort of angry at the world, and so he decided to make something that would guarantee a cease and desist letter. <laughs> and this was his attempt to just sort of, you know, throw shit on, throw shit at the big studio and have them cease and desist. And then as he was writing it, he found that he loved the characters so much that he loved their sort of their interactions that he changed the name so that it, it they were different mm-hmm. so they so that um it wouldn't necessarily be sued that's the story oh. behind how this guy created yeah i mean but rick and, oh, it's it's so good watch it like greg said yeah. told me it's like you're a piece of shit Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what makes this, besides the, the joke, I mean, the use of the music here helps tremendously. Uh, but back. I got my boots. I'm so he walked into the garage. Morty, he's wearing a red vest, kind of like... I mean, it, 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 it's supposed to be Marty and Doc from, from Back to the Future. That, that's he, the, he's yeah. working on a DeLorean yeah. with a bunch of pipes and shit on it. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Marty, Marty, we have a problem. The time travel car won't start. Oh no! What can we do? What are we gonna do? My chapped, bloody testicles, Marty. What? I need you to lick them. Oh my god! What? <laughs> what? You want me to lick them? Yes, Marty. It's the only way to fix our time travel car. You have to lick my balls, Marty. The saliva needs to be warm and fresh, and it must be administered by your tongue, Marty. So I was thinking about this very episode yeah. after watching all the Doc and Martys, or Rick and Mortys, and. uh in Rick and Morty, Morty is his grandson, and like this scene flashed back. It's like, oh, well, there was oh. the scene in the pilot where Rick wanted to put have the seeds go up his butt, so right, it's right, sort right. of similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just this this is just Justin Roiland being you know as crazy as he possibly can be. But I don't understand how that would work, Doc. I don't. I don't I'm confused. I don't. Marty, get... trust me. Also, the frowny face that they animate, where it looks like a pair of scrotums. It's a yeah. That comes from this. But yeah, the frowny face. (laughs) It's so disturbing every time someone gets their frowny face. Like, (laughs) (laughs) one hour later. Okay, Marty. Here we are in your front lawn. Thirty years ago. The very same day that that tree was planted. Well, Doc, who do you think planted it? And, and how, do, how are we going to stop them? It doesn't matter who planted the tree, Marty. The only way to stop them is by having you lick my balls. Again? That's right, Marty. <laughs> We're in the year 1955 now. What do you think goes on here, Marty? You think that you, if, if, if you saw some guy licking some balls, you would just walk by happily? I don't think so, Marty. That ain't how it works here, Marty. If this man coming to plant trees in your yard sees you sucking on my balls, something <coughs> scientific and magical will happen to him. Trust me, Marty. Something real magical and scientific. But, Doc, I thought licking your balls fixes the time card. There isn't time to argue, Marty. He's coming right now. Now get down on your knees and stick your tongue on my balls. It's the only way. I'm a doctor, Marty. Trust me, Marty. All right, Doc. Say no more. I'm going down to your balls right now. Ouch. It's working, Marty. Oh, 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 ah, now the guy is walking ah, across. Ah, I get the very good heart. <laughs> he fades into the ether because he witnessed the... John Williams type success music. I think it is John Williams. 
most fun because now there's, there's no tree. I can fly the kite all in the yard. I forgot about the. I mean, the details of this episode were like the absurdity to uh, eliminate the tree being planted. Yes. I, I forgot about that part, but now it's all coming back to me. The um, Rick is such a better character. In the show, well, I mean, I mean, it's this was the very first. Oh no, I understand that, but people are listening who yeah. might think, "Oh, why would I want to listen to uh, watch a bunch of that shit?" Yeah, I mean, Rick is such a more Develop- interesting yeah. and developed character in the show, in in Rick and Morty, yeah. than than Doc is here in this YouTube video. But the relationship, is he very calls similar. he calls Morty a piece of shit. Yeah, regularly. the relationship is extraordinarily similar. Yeah, except these obviously is grandpa. and the voices are are very similar. So just the the character aspects. Are, I mean, this is a much cruder version, but the, but the character aspects are, are are essentially the same. The dynamics are the same. Morty's voice is about the same. Yeah, I think Doc slash Rick's gets a little a little more developed, yeah. a little more refined. And you get Rick saying things like... Uh, oh, wait, keep going. Well, scientifically, traditions are an idiot thing. <laughs> yes, Marty. <laughs> it's fun, Marty. Arr, <laughs> matey. But still, I sometimes often wonder who that 1950s man was. We killed him, remember? I wonder who he was. Oh, my God, Marty. You're disappearing. Oh, God, Doc. Why? What's, what's going on? You, you gotta help me, Doc. I'm fading away. I'm disappearing. It hurts. That 1950s man, Marty. He must have been your great, 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 great grandfather. Hurry, Doc. What can we do? Oh, you gotta fix me. Now, okay, so we have... <laughs> this is the atonement with the father. So you've just... <laughs> They got what they wanted. They they they, um, they met with the princess. They 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 got their uh, their boon, um, but now they're dealing with the consequences, story wise, um, and how the story is resolved is I think brilliant. I don't know what to do, Marty. Wait, Doc, I've got an idea. Eat your balls. Let me lick on your balls, Doc. By Jove, you're right, Marty. Hurry, suck on my balls. <laughs> This time is a little different, Marty. You have to jerk me off while you do it. Jerk me off, right. hurry. So, okay. Life, so here you're crossing the return threshold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> learning what you've done. And the interesting thing here, um, as you'll see, is that as crude and crass as sucking on balls and, oh, now you have to jerk me off, is a little bit different. It always works. Jerk me off. <laughs> it's working, Marty. It's working. It's working. You did Master it, of both worlds. Really, you saved my life. You saved my life. No, Marty. We Freedom saved to life. live. We saved your life. <laughs> Don't you want to see the end? Oh, there's more. Oh, Sometimes yeah, science is more art than science, Marty. A lot of people don't get that. <laughs> Next time on the Adventures. What's, this, of... What's the matter? Oh, Doc, I'm in big trouble. 
I wasted the whole summer flying my kite in the front yard when I should have been studying for this huge test I got. When is the test, Marty? Ah, uh, Doc, it's tomorrow. I don't stand a chance. Lick my balls, Marty. Lick my fucking balls. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful thing. I mean, seriously, I, I actually do think that that, that is brilliant. Um, for lots of different reasons. Hey, Morty, you're a real ca character, Morty. Oh, boy. Yeah, I had a really rocky road today, Morty. You're my little friend, aren't you? We had some good times together, huh, Morty? You're a real true hero out in the field. You're a, you're a real trooper, huh, Morty? <laughs> I was telling Greg, I, I would love to sit in on the writer's room. Yeah, that that seems to me like... I've, I've heard about some fun writer's rooms, but that seems to me like be one of the I most mean, there's fun. there's no plot line that's too absurd right. because they have fun with playing... I mean, there's no commission, committedness, yeah. right? Because it's, it's all about, you know, Rick has this portal gun which can take him into any possible universe but it's not just that because they don't use that as a crutch what, what i like is that they think through their situations and, and like the in, in most shows the first the first uh the setup of of rick and morty would be the entire show uh like the first five minutes or so mm -hmm. where they set up the plot line. that's that's the show Rick and Morty takes a look at okay we've done this now what are the consequences and how where can this story oh, sure it, it's like I mean, so I imagine the the room is, you know, someone comes up with an idea and it's like, okay, let's riff this. Let's riff this for like eight days. You yeah. know, let's keep riffing on this and come up with, figure out what the story actually is. Right. Because I can't imagine that the story is the initial scene. Well, yeah, I mean, like, for example, so there was the story with him and the, um, and, and Unity, right? The, the, <laughs> the, um, the hive mind. The hive mind. So a hive mind in itself is is enough. They encounter a hive mind. That's an episode of most like TV shows or movies. This is okay. Not only encounter a hive mind, but Rick's had a relationship with the hive. Mind. A codependent yeah. hive. Mind. <laughs> and and then they they dive into what this relationship is like. And really, it's really the story is about a very Rick, simple relationship. Well, Rick, but Rick's the, abusing her. Yeah, I mean. Well, they're abusing each other, sort of. But I mean, they're codependent, like you said. But yeah. the uh, but the template is is this sci-fi world. So you see what so so the story is a very down-to-earth story about relationships. Mm -hmm. But then it has this this you know this big world to it where you can play with all these funny concepts. Oh, you know, so Rick's like in one part of the hive mind. And gets her high and like you know yeah. space out, and then the other part starts rioting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's that kind of thing. It's like that's why it's like that's why it's so good is because you're you're you think about like developing the story and the way they just they start in one place and they they act, they look for that seat they look for the payoff and it might not be where you expect it and then they work back yeah. from there and fill it in and, and and i do want to make this point that the through line i mean what the the doc and Mario thing was all justin Royland. dan Harmon helps give this gives you a story texture gives you stories in a real uh um you know concentration but the through line of all these stories is a very uh, understandable very human thing it's very 
they're, they're stories that are not fantastic and wild. It's just that the actions are fantastic and wild. But the the base of the story is stories that uh, you know you've all heard before. Like for example, the the one um, the Inception stories is a very is basically a grip sh- a, a grifting story. The um, the the one with Stephen Colbert is a, a rivalry. Right, that, that's one, all it is. Which one was Colbert? Yeah. He, that was the the universes and, and oh, the teeny verse okay. and the, oh, yeah, okay. that was Colbert. Right, right. Uh, it, that that's a right. That was just basically a story about a rivalry. Um, th- so they take these simple stories and they they use the endless ability of of sci fi to sort of to to magnify and to to make the to make all these different things unique and, and, and to highlight the aspects that are uh, crazy about the story, which is awesome. I'm trying to see if I can find a Reddit article. I would, no, that's not it. So when I was looking about that Wubble of a Dub Dub thing, right? Yeah. And uh, on one of these Reddits, you know, I guess the writers are like in there and really participating. I'm sure you've seen it. but No, I, I, I have the... the, the um... The, the Blu-ray which has commentary and they talked okay. about it. So it, but but so the story that I'm trying to tell and you can fix me. But the writer's like you know I kind of threw this in kind of as a, a hack like like for the other people in the room to kind of laugh at like this phoning it in and he expected Dan to rewrite it into some as magnificent counterpoint. <laughs> but Dan left it. Oh, yeah, where he's doing I, the curly spin on the floor and doing. Yeah, there, there, there was that where that happened, where it was just wub 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 wub, and he was doing the curly spin. There's another one where in the uh, in the shrinking episode, which one of the things they mentioned in the shrinking episode is that they could do a shrinking episode because it's already been established in pop culture that shrinking things happen. So they just oh, we have a shrinking machine. That's it. That's all you need to say. And then. <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah. So that that's sort of the beauty of of taking things to the next level. But also, but in in this episode, they had uh, the line about uh, the puffy vagina, <laughs> and that was they were saying like they put that in. They they didn't expect it to get past standards, and they forgot about it, and <laughs> it just got in the script. And so they're like, "What does that mean?" And the, and the writers are going, "We have no idea." Which it, it just stuck in there, and it stayed. And there it Trust is. Trust me, Morty, you didn't want her anyway. She's a puffy vagina. <laughs> and they were, the writers were like, "Yeah, we don't see how that would be a problem either." And actually, it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mention that because, like, that kind of. It caught me like like wait wait what <laughs> what does that mean? I mean you know I'm I'm not approved of the pornography you know there's puffy nipples I understand that part of it but puffy vagina I've not come across the terminology before <laughs> so please help me out with this one. It's just Rick. Rick is Rick. He sees the world in a very different way than you and I do. Yes. What do you think of Roy? Oh. It's awesome. <laughs> yes, I want to talk about that. I couldn't remember what the guy's name was, though. Yeah. The video game Roy. <laughs> when Morty came out of it yeah. and like was having a hard time remembering like who he was versus the game it was so good. So in Rick in uh, one of the recent episodes, they go to Dave and Buster's uh interdimensional spacey Dave and Buster's Puts and Jets. And this is a game called Roy. Where you you put this helmet on your head and you kind of get sucked in. and you live the life of Roy. Yeah, 
and he, he kind of make what you want so like when morty played it he was a carpet store salesman who beat cancer and went back to the carpet store. Right. When Rick played him, he like took him off the grid and like people were like gathering around like, oh my god, he took Roy off the grid. Oh my god. And then but, but when Rick was looking at what Morty had done, he's like, Oh, 65 years, pretty good. Wait, you went back to the carpet store after you beat cancer? What the fuck? And but Morty's like, you know, like later on in the episode they had some callbacks mm-hmm. where like he was having a hard time uh discerning reality yeah. because he just lived 50 years <laughs> exactly <laughs> awesome <laughs> really really awesome yeah oh good stuff I'd love to see the Roy game explored a little bit more actually <laughs> I know they did it but you know part of me really wanted to see it a little bit more I mean the the, the, the funny thing is inserting those things that yeah you'd like to see, see but but sort of it's almost better if they don't. Because you can do some fanfic yeah, in your head, yeah. sure. What about Roy 2? Dave! <laughs> that was in the post credit scene. Oh. So you asked me if I was watching the after the title cards. I, I was, but I I don't remember the Roy 2 part. Alright, well. It was, it was an ad for Blitz and Chits. Was, okay. And they had a brief version of Roy 2. Roy 2 is here! Oh, okay. I missed that part, I guess. Oh, well. Uh, I got to go to the bathroom. I think it's a good time to to end it. What do you say? Sounds good to me. All right, so we are going to be uh, in Denver this weekend. Um, Oh, shit, dog. I guess we'll put up our our bank show. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. And uh, we will see you in two weeks. Have a good one. You, you, you gotta trust me, Morty.